Welcome to Kingdom Program designed for critical thinking. I know you were expecting the normal crew of Kingdom of the Lagos, but today you have me, Professor Resurrector Mancer. Muhaha. I am here to tell you a story about a villain from history, to share with you the tale of a monster that I have brought back. This monster is the villain known as Marcion of Sinope. Marcion's villainy is quite clever. You see, in the early church, Marcion was a rather outstanding baddie, and he was even called the firstborn of Satan. Yes, the firstborn of Satan, because he used language to cause chaos in the world. Furthermore, the way he used language to cause chaos is quite interesting. He caused chaos, not necessarily by what he said, but what he didn't say. He kept certain information hidden. Marcin produced a heavily edited version of the Bible, hiding anything positive about God the Father or the Jewish people. Furthermore, he taught that God the Father was a chaotic, evil tyrant of the cosmos known as the Demiurge. Well, Marcion, as I said, has been brought back by yours truly, and so we're going to now journey to my classroom to see how our story begins. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to my classroom. I am Professor Resurrectomancer, and today we are going to be resurrecting quite the villain. Um, in the past, we have resurrected heresies and other things, but today we're going to resurrect the originator of one of the first heresies in the early church. Before we begin, of course, I need my assistant, not Anthony number two. Come on in. Oh, not Anthony number two. How many times have I told you? First of all, that mask is not for you. It's for Marcion, the villain we're resurrecting. And secondly, stop taking clothes out of my closet. You're not the professor. I am. You're the assistant. Got it? Okay, we'll have to discuss this more later. Here, come in closer so you can work. All right, well, before we get started, we have a couple things to check. And first of all, we've got to see how Marcion is doing. Oh, dear Lord, 2,000 years of being a dead corpse has done quite a number to his face. So we're going to have to use the mask that we, we had prepared. See if Anthony number two can do that. Once it is placed, he should be able to be resurrected. All right, Marcian, rise! Rise faster! We've done it, ladies and gentlemen. We have resurrected Marcian, and we will see what trouble he will cause in this new age. All right, so now that we have seen Marcian resurrected in my classroom, let's learn a little bit more about him. Marcian of Sinope lived from about 85 to 160 AD. And what Marcion did can be summarized as this. He wore a mask of being a Christian minister, but he was really something quite destructive. He wanted to control how people thought. Marcion taught that Jesus was God, but Jesus was not connected to the God of the Old Testament. Furthermore, Jesus wasn't even really connected to anything Jewish. Therefore, Marcion edited everything positive about God the Father and Judaism out of his teachings. He completely removed anything positive. Furthermore, he taught that God the Father was not a good God at all, but was instead an evil, tyrannical, cosmic being known as the Demiurge. Not to be confused with the Demi-Gordon from Stranger Things, but equally evil and destructive. 
Marcion lived in a time before there was an official New Testament. The Bible, as you know it, was not yet solidified. So, continuing his attempt to control how people thought, Marcion knew that if he could be the first one to put together a canon, a scripture, a New Testament, then he could control the direction of the church and even the world. So Marcion put together what would be known as the first New Testament, but it did not look at all like the New Testament we have today. It included a version of the Gospel of Luke, again heavily edited, along with some other works associated with the apostles, particularly Paul, and again, even those were heavily edited. Marcion prohibited people to interpret scripture in any way other than how Marcion himself deemed appropriate. Again, he wanted to control how people thought, and he was the one that was in charge of choosing what was correct and what was not. So now that we've understood a little bit more of the history of Marcion, Let's go and see what he's doing today in the 21st century. And y'all know we're going to be cooking the newest heresy. Yeah, we will be cooking the heresy. We definitely will. Let's go. And who are you? Look at you thugs. Coming in here trying to crop up your petty little heresies. These things, people will see through them in a short period of time. No, you all work for me now. I will show you heresies. We will divide their church. We will create heresies which will last forever. You all work for me. Look at you over here, trying to produce something so people can't figure out who they are. You don't want them to have an identity? No, we will move past all of this because we will trick them we will control their minds. It will not be by telling them things that they may want to hear or whatever. We're not going to emphasize what we do tell them. We will emphasize something different. We will choose not to tell them certain things. We will do away with their Old Testament. We will pick the things which we like. And in doing such, we can control them. We will pick a virtue there, another virtue here. In the selection of the random virtues, we will create a new order, a new world. Come along, my children. You all work for me now. When I started my work many years ago, there was no New Testament. If I could be the first to get there, to produce it, I could control the minds of the church. I could control the minds of the world. This is what we will do. We will eradicate, we will reject the things which hold us back. We will tell people things. We will give them virtues, but only a few. We will choose some at the expense of others. We will eradicate all which we despise, and no one will be the wiser. Welcome back. We have regained control of our uh, studio back from Professor Resurrectomancer. And if you would like to learn more about her fate, uh, tune into our next episode of Clergy. But like I said, for right now, we're back in our, our studio and we've actually got Marcion to come and sit down uh, for an interview with us. So I'm Pastor Amanda and Anthony Allegris is in the studio as well. Um, so, Marcian, let's go right into this, and we're going to have our first question for you is kind of the obvious one. Um, you're wearing a mask, so are you a villain, and 
Um, because it sort of looks like something a villain would wear. Look, look. I don't worry too much about my appearance. I'm here to to teach you something which will will help transform your world and move you in an entirely new direction. We're going to have a new new order. A lot of times people have been really distracted by things which they don't understand. There's a lot of mystery in the world. There's a lot of mystery in how could there be a a god which is is not interested in peace but one who brings justice and one who is of wrath and I'm here to help alleviate that. We must move in a new direction. Don't we all want to move in a new direction? Well, you avoided the question, but let's ask this. Why do you hide certain parts f- of the Bible from people if you're not a villain? Look, look, there's there's a lot of mystery in the world. There's there's a lot of mystery in scripture. I'm just trying to to help give people something which they can understand, that they can work with. We need to make sure that we bring scripture down to the level where people can work with it, where they don't have to spend so much time confused in mystery. Do any of you want to spend time contemplating mystery? Wouldn't you like to be freed from such things? Well, I think editing scripture is bad because if you actually believe in the power of the scripture, the power of Christ, and uh, the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, we can have faith that we can think critically about our scriptures and to teach others how to think critically about some of the more difficult aspects that scripture um, kind of brings to us. We don't have to edit it ourselves because if we teach people responsibility and good morals, then they can understand how to use scripture. Well, we're going to take a break. Um, We'll come back and ask Marcy in a couple more questions. But in the meantime, let's have a quick view of what Marcian is like at home. Marcia, what do you want? Marsha, I'm sitting in here trying to figure out what I'm going to do next. I ain't going to get anything done in there. And what are you doing calling me a heretic in my own home? Well, what am I supposed to call you? Teaching about the Demiurge ain't going to happen all by itself. Marsha, the Demiurge is the Demiurge. I have told you. Just leave me to do my work by myself, Marsha. You done made me so mad, I can't even play the harmonium, Marsha. I'm gonna have to come in there. I would have never had Dr. Resurrectomancer resurrect your nasty self had I known you was gonna act like this. What? Marcia? Marcia, I'm gonna come in there and put an end to this right now. Alright, so we're back and we're continuing our conversation with Marcian. Um, well, we noticed that you have a wife, Marcia. Uh, Marcia and I did not realize that you were married. Um, I hear that there were rumors in the early church about an affair you had when you were young, and this caused you to be excommunicated. Your father was the Bishop of Sinope, and the rumors say that you were excommunicated personally by him. Uh, Is there any truth to this? No, look, I don't want to get into anything to do with what happened with my father. And if anyone wants to deal with Marcia, I'll let them go home and deal with Marcia. That's another matter in and of itself. But, But as far as it goes, again... This is why we must be very careful about the ideas we let come into our head because sometimes 
father figures are not who we would expect them to be. Therefore, we can't just let, just because a title that a person may have, them rest in that position. We must sometimes rip them out of that position. As, as I look to the grand scheme of the cosmos, there has been this great lie that has been fed to you that Jesus is the Son of, of God the Father. But as we look throughout history, we, we can see that very clearly this is, is not the case. That which Jesus has been teaching is connected to something much different. We must focus purely on Jesus' teachings and reject anything before then and anything which may be outside of that. Um, okay, well, because of those teachings that you're talking about, you were called the firstborn of Satan by many important figures in early church. How would you respond to that uh, name that they gave you? Look, I, I can't answer for other people. I have no idea why they would ever call me the firstborn of Satan. I know, I know they were very upset with some of the things which I had said and some of the things which were going, but let's, let's not go there. Let, let me provide you with an alternative. Let me provide you with a, a new New Testament. In the past, of course, it was my, my plan to get there first, but other people have gotten away. But now that I'm back, we can, we can carry on where I left. Let us not be distracted by what one person may or may not be, but let us instead pursue, pursue something better, shall we? How close in time were you to Jesus? Well, yes, thank you for bringing that up. Because one of the things which makes our New Testament canon what it is, yes, yes, we can build off of this. How, how wonderful you for to ask that. You see, one of the things which made what you now call Scripture, Scripture was the fact that it had to be circulating in the early church, and it had to, to be there in a time close to, to Jesus. Yes, I was born in around 85 A.D., as you, you have modern time frames. But I was very close in time to Jesus. Therefore, I, I have a unique authority that, that none of you else may have. You must trust me on this. I was quite close to Jesus. My material, it was circulating in the early church. Therefore, it as well must be considered canon. And it must have more authority, especially now that I'm back. Look at me. I'm in the flesh now. Um, I'm a much more original source than anything you have. Of course, when you ask this question, firstborn of Satan, I can even use that as evidence of how close I was to Jesus. I, I was, well, I had this pesky enemy of mine, this, this notorious thug Polycarp always wanted to be a thorn in my side. But um, Polycarp, he was, he was close to the apostle John, who was, of course, an a apostle of er, Jesus. And, and my connection there, you can see I'm just a few people away from Jesus and living in that time myself. Well, I think it's interesting you bring all that up, um, but we're reminded that uh, the qualifications of Scripture that came into our, our New Testament had something to do with proximity, but there were a lot more qualifiers. Anyways, um, Marcian, why do you feel this need, you've mentioned this several times before, this need to control how people think? Um, it seems like you don't trust people with information. You're kind of that filter for them. Why do you feel like you need to do that? What, what is wrong with you? Do you people trust people to use information well? Why, why would we think that just because we give someone the tool of a mind that they can use it? No, we must come in and we will provide people an easier form of thinking we don't need to let them decide for themselves. We will, we will show them the true sources. 
and and they need not worry themselves. Actually, I wrote a book on all the the issues with the Old Testament. You you don't need to read the Old Testament. Just just look at the evidence that I will give you, and that will suffice. We, you don't need to worry yourself with the the mysteries of of the divine. Instead, I will provide you. Not entirely sure how to respond to that. Yes, um, there's there's a lot of information that Marcin is bringing to us. Um, some very convoluted um, arguments. Um, and I think we're, we're going to have a couple more questions for, for Marcy in a little bit. But before we do, we're going to go back and, and watch a little bit more of uh, his domestic bliss. Marcy, You know it's supposed to be my turn. Marcia, what do you want? Marsha, I told you I'm playing this game Dark Souls. I'm Marcian. I'm supposed to go out and collect souls. This game is showing me how to co collect. I don't have to justify this to you. I don't know what you want, Marsha. I wanted that TV so I could watch Kingdom of the Logos. Now, don't you go in there and watch those thugs at Kingdom of the Logos. I've told you. Don't watch them. You can't even play that game, Captain Don't Thomas. you give me sass. Don't you give me that sass, Marsha. I'm trying to, to play this game, and people just tell me to get good, and it don't... I'm going to get good. You shut up. All right, so we're back again, and we have just two more questions for Marcian. Uh, they are, why edit by omission, and then what and why using this term of the demiurge? Um, but let's start with the first one. All right, so if there's this new age, uh, Marcian, that you keep talking about in reality, why did you feel the need to admit by omission? Um, and again, why do you not trust people to think for themselves? Oh, well, who trusts people to think for themselves? People will do all sorts of crazy things if you let them. No, we must understand there's a new reality if Christ has come. And if Christ has come, well, why do we need anything outside of that reality? The demiurge is outside of that reality. is a tyrannical, chaotic being. We must not... Let it infest our minds and our time. It is, it's a dangerous idea. Don't let those ideas into your head. You, you cannot handle them. Just, just trust what I, I have been there. I've sorted it out for you. But as you, you worry about why, particularly the demiurge, you see, sometimes all you want to do is go about your life and then someone, perhaps it's a father, comes in and wants to excommunicate you and throw you out and you have to go find yourself in a whole new city. And this is what the Demiurge does when you let the Demiurge do what the Demiurge does. After, after the Demiurge threw me out from, from home and excommunicated me, I found myself in Rome and some other friends that I had made when I was there. I first came in and, and I was wondering how in the world could, could such a figure do a thing, a, a father figure be of, of such an terrible institution of, of justice. And, and I met some people who started to reveal to me that perhaps this God the Father is not who he says he is. Perhaps he is something of a, of a different deity. Perhaps he may be something like the Demiurge. And after I, I pondered the Demiurge, I said, yes, in fact, this is the Father, and the Father is this chaotic, evil tyranny. And we must throw this tyranny out. Okay. Well, um, there's some interesting thoughts in there. Um, 
Marcion, do you have any other final thoughts that maybe we didn't answer by the questions we asked? Um, he has uh, disappeared from our studio currently, so we'll have to refine Marcion. Um, he's probably run off trying to find Professor Resurrecto Mantor, I guess. Anyways, um, we're going to return back to a couple more clips of Domestic Life with Marcion, so stay tuned. Marsha? Marsha, answer the phone! Marsha, will you answer the phone? Hello? No, it's Marsha speaking. No, I don't think you'd want him to speak at your gathering. Well, he's a heretic. Marsha, how many times have I told you, don't tell your little friends over the phone I'm a heretic? No, no, no. I said he's a heretic. Marsha? Well, that means that... He just don't teach good stuff. He teaches all kinds of crazy things. Marsha, that's it. I'm going to have to come in there. All right, well, I'm sorry that we could have been more of a help to you. Don't you hang up on them, Marsha. I'm coming in there. All right, bye-bye now. Don't you hang up on them, Marsha. All right, so as we close up our program today, we have heard a lot from Marcian and Professor Resurrectomancer and some different ideas that they have presented. And again, reiterate that they are, um, that Marcian is a heretic of the early church. He was disproved by the early church and also throughout the years of the church. And, and mainly because of his um, inability to trust people, but more than just that, but the inability to trust God and the leading of the Holy Spirit to guide people. Um, and that we see that God has always been redeeming the world. It did not just start with Christ, even though Christ is the paramount example of God's love. Uh, the God of the Old Testament is the God of the New Testament, and there are things we have to struggle with, but this is why we trust in wisdom, in the wisdom which is the Logos, which is uh, the Word incarnate. We trust in that to give us the guidance to look at things that are difficult and to decipher what is truth and what is not, that we do not have to rely on other people to do that for us. Um, so these are kind of the issues that we have with Marcion, but um, we will probably see him pop up again as he is a great villain that has been brought back to life. And we even see elements of his teachings in modern churches today. But again, thank you for watching. Um, you can download our free podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, CastBox. Uh, we're on iHeartRadio and other various podcasting sites. We're also on YouTube and Facebook. So if you would like to um, watch more of our content, you can go to those areas. Please share it and like it. And... Um, we thank you for participating with us in this adventure today and have a blessed day.